everyone, and welcome to our Inengard podcast on the employment law issues that we've all been experiencing around the COVID-19 or coronavirus outbreak. We're specifically going to talk about the obligation to vaccinate today. I'm Anne-Marie Wieringa, and I'm a lawyer at Van Hal Advocaten in the Netherlands, founder and member of Inengard. I'm joined today by some of our experts from around the world who are going to share with you their experiences, advice and insights in relation to the employment law issues of vaccination against the coronavirus. I'm going to introduce the participants, all members of Inengard, and then we're going to get on to chat about what's happening. I'm really pleased to welcome Inge Derde from Belgium, lawyer at Valor, Mathilde Houet-Well from Well Associates in France, Emma Bartlett, lawyer at CM Murray in London, UK, Regan O'Driscoll, lawyer at CC Solicitors in Ireland, Ulf Goerke, partner from Sites in Germany, Laia Cara Rodes from Augusto Abogados in Spain, and we've got Joydeep Hoor from People Plus Culture Strategies in Australia. So first of all, thank you very much for joining me and for participating in this podcast. More and more countries are making vaccination compulsory for part of the population. Healthcare workers in particular are increasingly unable to avoid being vaccinated. Which countries are making vaccination compulsory and what are their considerations? While governments are deciding and discussing this delicate subject, also employers are facing the challenges. In labor law, all kinds of new questions come into play. Can an employer force an employee to be vaccinated to protect the health situation at the work floor? And if an employee refuses, can the employer dismiss the employee? Which factors does this depend on? In April 2021, the European Court of Human Rights ruled in a non-corona case that Czech nurseries are entitled to refuse to take care of non-vaccinated children. According to the court, an obligation to vaccinate does infringe personal rights, but this infringement is justified by the protection of others and public health. According to the court, this infringement is necessary and proportionate in relation to the objective. As a result of this ruling, European governments are no longer prevented from imposing compulsory vaccination on their citizens. Nevertheless, the World Health Organization advises against compulsory vaccination on ethical grounds. It could damage confidence in the vaccination campaign. According to the World Health Organization, good information and accessible vaccination sites work better. Before getting into the specific issues related to employment law, I would like to learn a bit more about the general obligation to vaccinate under different jurisdictions. The first question that I would like to ask is if there's a legal ground to obligate people to be vaccinated in general, so not specifically related to the workplace. So Ulf, how's the situation in Germany? Uh, the situation in Germany is that at the moment there is no general legal obligation to vaccinate. There's only, there's one, maybe two exceptions. So one is uh, the same like uh, a kind of a vaccination obligation uh, against measles, which has been introduced in 2020. So that's also only for people or in the context of kindergartens and schools. 
And that, strictly speaking, is not an obligation to vaccinate. The law only requires proof of vaccination against measles in those contexts. But it does not order compulsory enforcement. Um, so refusals of vaccination face fines or exclusion from those facilities. Otherwise, there's, there's, there is a general obligation for vaccination, but that's only for soldiers. And uh, this Soldiers Act uh, also explicitly states that this provision restricts um, the constitutional rights to physical integrity. So there is also um, quite a high constitutional threshold in Germany regarding vaccination. And that's part of the, the ongoing um, discussion, which is getting louder every day here in Germany, too, about um, obligations, compulsory vaccination and all these matters. Thank you, Ulf. So what you're telling me is that there is no general obligation to be vaccinated. To this general rule are two exemptions for children to be vaccinated for measles in order to be allowed to kindergarten and for soldiers to be vaccinated in general. However, even these exemptions are not entailing a direct obligation because if they refuse, there won't be any disciplinary measures. Uh, Emma, how's the situation in the United Kingdom? Hi. Well, we have a vaccination policy as part of the UK, but there is currently no mandatory vaccination for coronavirus. The government has, however, said that with effect from the 11th of November 2021, it will be a mandatory requirement for workers in the care home sector to be vaccinated in respect of COVID. And that's due to there being um, having undertaken a risk assessment. There is a real need to prevent circulation of what is a reportable disease. And so that's the only sector in the UK which is currently in scope for mandatory vaccination. You would have thought that NHS frontline workers may also have this requirement for mandatory vaccination. Um, but that isn't the case. But you can see that in the future, that may be something that will come in. But other than that, the only mandatory vaccination in the UK outside of coronavirus is certain frontline NHS workers have been required to vaccinate against hepatitis B and flu in the past. And that's generally limited to those working in surgery. But otherwise, um, spread of infectious diseases has been limited through the use of PPE and other general measures like that. Thank you, Emma. So, Jodeep, can you relate to what Emma and Ulf said? In Australia, is there a general obligation to vaccinate? Yeah, a couple of things to say in relation to this. So there's no general obligation on the population to vaccinate. What we're finding and seeing increasingly is that the leaders at both uh, federal level and state level here in Australia are almost begging people to get vaccinated um, they are uh, making it very clear that a number of the restrictions that have been in place in Australia for some time now um, will be lifted once certain targets are met. And they're, they're sort of referring to other countries uh, and places such as the United Kingdom as an example of what life will look like here when certain targets are hit. And they're, they're talking in particular about an 80 percent uh, target rate here in Australia. But that's still not at a level where people are being forced to. Similar to what Emma said, there are some sectors, such as the healthcare sector, where if you are an employee working in that particular sector, depending on where you are in Australia, you may have an obligation to vaccinate. But once again, not a general obligation uh, on people to be vaccinated, but very strongly encouraged to. 
Thank you, Jody. I can imagine that. I guess that most of the governments around the world are hoping that their citizens will get vaccinated. To briefly summarize, in all of your countries, there's no legal ground to oblige vaccination in general. At most, an indirect obligation for soldiers and for children to get measles vaccination in Germany. And of course, a strong recommendation from governments. However, as Emma from the United Kingdom already pointed out, in relation to certain professions, this situation could be different. As we've seen, Italy was one of the first countries to require healthcare workers to be vaccinated in April. As Emma told us, in the UK, there will also be an obligation to be vaccinated for care home workers as of November 2021. In France, this obligation already exists for healthcare workers. Is that right, Mathilde? So on what legal grounds is this obligation based? So uh, a new law was passed at the end of July, which was widely discussed and uh, criticized. So now you need a health pass uh, to access cultural and leisure venues of more than 50 people, uh, which is you have to show proof that you're either fully vaccinated or that you had a recent negative COVID test or that you recently recovered from COVID-19. Uh, employees working in the, these venues also need to have a health pass. So it doesn't mean that they have to be vaccinated uh, absolutely because they can also show a negative uh, PCR test. But then in practice, it becomes very difficult not to be vaccinated. So I think it's indirect obligation to be vaccinated for them, uh, especially when you know that so far PCR uh, tests have been free of charge, but they will uh, have to be paid for as of uh, mid-October, and whether this cost is going to be borne by the employer or the employee remains unclear. So strictly speaking, there's no obligation to be vaccinated, but practically it's quite difficult not to be vaccinated in France in order to be part of daily life. Is this any different for certain professions? Is there a legal ground to obligate vaccination for these people? So uh, for uh, employees in a lot of venues, there is a de facto or indirect obligation to be vaccinated. Now, as regards essential uh, healthcare workers, there is now an obligation to be vaccinated. It is the same law uh, of uh, end of July. So that covers uh, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, midwives, uh, office staff in hospitals, retirement homes, etc., and also firemen. So the, the criteria is that it's for people who come into contact with vulnerable people. So for them, as of uh, September 15th, they will have to show that they received at least uh, one dose of the vaccine, plus provide a negative COVID-19 test. And as of October 15th, they will have to be fully vaccinated. Uh, and employers must uh, allow employees to take some time off to get vaccinated without a pay cut. So there is now a, a, legal, uh, a legal ground for this obligation to be vaccinated for essential workers and uh, healthcare uh, workers. Thank you, Matilda. So actually, there's a more indirect obligation for older people and for people who come in direct contact, you have more legal grounds to get that uh, done. So Inga, uh, as your neighbors with France, Belgium, How's the situation over there? Is it very different or uh, is it like France? I know it's, it's quite different, uh, but I have to start with one very important point. Apparently, we're the world champion 
of having vaccinated people who have more than 90, so 90% of the Flemish people are already vaccinated. Um, the story is a bit different in Brussels. It's, it's quite different. And um, especially with the healthcare workers, there is a, a historical low percentage of people that are vaccinated. This is a, a crucial problem. And because of those people, uh, the Belgian government has considered to um, oblige people in the healthcare sector to be vaccinated. But at this moment, there is no such obligation. They go, one day it's, we are going for it. This, the other day they say we do not do it. And they just try by making it people so easy to be vaccinated. They put um, vaccination posts at the, the, the shops. Um, they go to the markets and they continue to try to persuade people to be vaccinated. Um, because we were a very good neighbor of France, uh, we see how it works over there. Forbid people to go to a restaurant uh, without vaccination and you get a lot of people vaccinated. And that will be most probably the, the next step in Brussels, that you need to prove that you have been vaccinated to be able to go to restaurants and so on. And this will be just a way around to, um, to make sure that people are vaccinated. But at this moment, no general obligation to vaccinate. Well, thank you. It's very interesting to hear how your countries are all uh, coping with these issues. As we are all employment law specialists, of course, we're most interested in the implications of obliged vaccination for employment law, especially from an employer's perspective. Last week, an employer in the Netherlands called Leaseplan was the first employer to make a public statement about vaccination. Leaseplan stated that employees that are not vaccinated will not be allowed at the office. In the Netherlands, this really got the discussion on the topic of obliged vaccination started. So now I'm very curious about your experiences. In your experience, do employers want to impose the obligation to vaccinate on their employees? So Regan, how's the situation in Ireland? Could you tell me in your experience, do employers want to impose the obligation to vaccinate on their employees? I think the vast majority, no, but I have had some employers ask me for advice on it. Usually uh, it's been multinational companies that might have entities in countries with a lower vaccination rate. So they're looking to see how they can deal with that. What I've been able to tell them is that it's not really necessary in Ireland because our, our uptake has been so high. For whatever reason, we're, we're I think we're close behind Belgium. I think um, eight, between 88 and 90 percent of the adult population has been fully vaccinated by this stage. Um, the other thing I tell them is that I wouldn't recommend it because the, the government has been very clear that it has to be voluntary. And in circumstances where the government has said that people's decision whether to vaccinate is up to them, then it would be very difficult for any employer to justify a mandatory vaccination program within the workplace. So uh, there, there are two elements there. I haven't had any pushback from any of my clients that have requested it. I think they've been very happy with the fact that I'm able to tell them the vaccination uptake is so high. So those are those are the two elements to it. Firstly, don't do it because you're going to run into trouble. And secondly, you don't need to. Right. Thank you so much, Regan. And Leah, uh, in Spain, do you have similar experiences with employers? So, yes, very similar to what um, Regan from Island was telling before. And thank you, Anne-Marie, and thank you all. 
very much for this initiative. Um, so yes, in Spain, um, vaccination cannot be mandatory either. So vaccination must always be voluntary in all sectors, including, for example, healthcare workers. So um, if you ask me if, um, if I find that employers want to impose the obligation to vaccinate their employees, well, it depends on the sector, but mainly I would say that I have not seen a particular trend towards to impose the obligation to vaccinate on their employees. We are not like Belgium or Ireland yet, but Spain also brags, if I may, about being one of the first EU countries to reach the so-called herd immunity. So vaccination uptake, it's about uh, over 70% now um, with more than 34 million people vaccinated with full vaccinated. Um, so it makes it less necessary to the legislature or to the employers to adopt specific measures to increase or to promote vaccination because people are just getting, uh, just getting vaccinated voluntarily. So thank you all for sharing your experiences. It's really quite interesting to see that it's all quite similar between employers in different countries. But regardless, the wishes of the employers, an obligation to vaccinate should have a legal ground. That's why I'm wondering on what legal grounds employers can oblige their employees if they want to. Are there any? So, Joy Deep, uh, how's the situation in Australia? It's a very interesting and controversial question here. Um, the governments here have been very reluctant to say to employers with certainty that they can mandate vaccinations in respect of their workforces. But what they very importantly are not saying is that there is a prohibition against employers mandating. And it would be silly for governments to say that there was a prohibition because they are mandating it themselves in respect of certain public sector workers, such as those working in healthcare. So we're finding this interesting situation here in Australia where the government is saying we're strongly encouraging everyone, we want everyone to get vaccinated, but they weren't actually saying to employers that uh, we are forcing you or requiring you to mandate your uh, workforce to be vaccinated. On the specific question of whether that would be legal in Australia, we look at it from the perspective of what is an employer's work health and safety obligations. And they are very strict obligations here in Australia, as they are in other parts of the world. An employer here has an absolute obligation to ensure the health, safety and welfare of all of their workers and others who enter that employer's place of work. The only defence to being prosecuted is if it was not reasonably practicable for an employer to take a step that would have ensured that safety. So for COVID-19 specifically, would you say that a mandatory vaccine is workable? Applying that in the COVID context, it's going to be very difficult for an employer to say that it was not reasonable for them to introduce a mandatory vaccinations policy. And so that's the starting point, that in order to comply with your work health and safety obligations, our advice is that you have to introduce a mandatory vaccinations policy. The second part of the legal uh, analysis here is, is it a lawful and reasonable direction that an employer can issue? And I know that this would probably be similar in the UK and other parts of the world. Is it a lawful and reasonable direction for an employer to say to an employee that you need to be vaccinated as a condition of your employment? And, and I think the answer to that question is, while there might be some 
industries or types of work where that may not be considered essential, it's going to be very difficult for an employee to say that that is not a reasonable direction in circumstances where externally there is a very clear obligation and expectation, uh, if not an obligation, that people will be vaccinated. So this idea of there being some kind of disconnect between what an employer is allowed to do and what the government is strongly encouraging people to do doesn't make a lot of sense. And so if there's going to be a legal challenge, I think that's why a direction issued by an employer that all of its workforce must be vaccinated is going to be considered to be reasonable. And as such, in the majority of instances, it will be considered to be an inherent requirement of most people's jobs that they are vaccinated as well. So they're the key legal principles that we're working through with our clients at the moment, and uh, and the vast majority of it are, are embracing that. Thank you, Joe Deep. Very interesting to hear about the legal grounds for vaccination in Australia and your take on what a reasonable instruction for an employer is. I'm very curious if the current state of affairs in the UK is similar to what you just described. Are these legal grounds in line with the ones in the UK, Emma? Yes, of course. Um, as Joy Deep says, it's very similar in the UK, um, the thought processes that we're going through, as in Australia. The, um, there is no um, national requirement other than in the healthcare sector for employers to require mandatory vaccination, which means that employers are otherwise free to choose whether or not they introduce a policy, their vaccination policy for their own workers, where they want them to have a vaccination. And um, of course, most employers are encouraging employees and workers to take up the vaccination um, in order to assist with meeting their health and safety obligations of provided, taking reasonable steps to provide a safe working environment. But um, only a very few handful of employers in the UK have come out and positively said it's a mandatory requirement for you to be vaccinated. And um, those employers do risk claims as a result of imposing that mandatory vaccination policy, because if they have existing employees who refuse the mandatory uh, refuse the vaccination and therefore are refusing to meet the policy, um, depending on the reason for their refusal, they may have some sort of protection, whether that's by a, a religious belief, philosophical belief, um, or a disability that gives them some protection. And again, it does depend on their refusal for not wanting um, to comply with the policy. And we have the same sort of considerations that Joy Deep was talking about as to whether or not the um, requirement of an employer to direct you to have the vaccination is a reasonable requirement. Um, if it is a reasonable requirement, then the employer will find it easier to then discipline or ultimately dismiss somebody for failing to comply with that instruction. But if it's not a reasonable requirement, the need to provide the safe working environment can be met in alternative ways without having the unnecessarily discriminatory impact on certain members of the workforce, then it may not be a reasonable requirement. So it could put the employer in difficulty. Thank you, Emma. I can imagine that we're still struggling with the question whether it's a reasonable requirement for an employer to mandate the workforce to be vaccinated. I think we just have to wait and see how this plays out, and it will be up to our courts to decide. As Emma already pointed out briefly, 
The next interesting part is what possible consequences an employee could face when refusing to be vaccinated. Both in Germany, if an employee refuses a vaccination in when an employer, well, for example, would really like him to take it, are there any consequences? Um, at the moment, under the present legal situation, that's, that's very difficult. So um, we'd certainly need to have some a law introduced requiring vaccination, uh, maybe for certain professions. I mean, at the moment, it's really a problem. I had actually um, someone asking me whether she was kind of uh, doing services for, for nursing homes. And uh, the nursing home, of course, said we require everyone to be vaccinated. Uh, but as I said before, there's quite a high tendency in those professions not to be vaccinated. So sh she had really a problem because some of um, the workforce refused. And uh, so the, the only work workaround that we kind of could think of was to say, okay, we we offer a premium for, um, for those um, who will be vaccinated. And uh, well, eventually it, it was kind of solved or not really solved because those people then kind of left the company, which kind of left her short of, in another way, short of workforce to perform her, her duties. But uh, otherwise, it's it's really difficult. And I hope if um, if some law would be introduced on mandatory vaccination uh, for certain sectors, at least that they would also kind of clarify maybe the, the legal consequences. As such, I think, well, probably you would have to, if they're not vaccinated issue, uh, a written warning first, and then uh, require them to to come to work vaccinated. If if they don't, then you might be able to dismiss them, uh, give them notice, and uh, I'd say I'd say probably um, that might uh, result in 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 a legal dispute, um, because I mean that's kind of the. Uh, there are tendencies in, in, in government to hold up the kind of the, the freedom of the uh, employee quite high, so protect him from from uh, force or direction by the employer. But on the other hand, they want to have uh, vaccinations, and there is a strong tendency to to make this um, compulsory. So there's it's it's a bit of a of a dilemma, I think. And uh, let's see how that develops. I don't think that like just saying it's it's uh, reasonable to have the directive that doesn't work in Germany. Thank you all. So there's actually uh, a lot of uncertainty yet in Germany. Uh, how's the situation in France, Matilda? Can you comment from your jurisdiction? Yes, yes, of course. So in the first draft of the law that, that I commented uh, earlier, um, the non-vaccination of an essential worker was a cause, a uh, legal cause for termination of employment. But this provision was scrapped uh, due to public backlash. Uh, people thought that it went really too far. So in the uh, final version of the law, in case of non-vaccination, the employer must organize a meeting with the employee and go through uh, following uh, possibilities. So the parties can agree that the employee takes some paid holidays. Uh, as you know, we have, as you may know, we have five weeks of uh, paid holidays uh, uh, per year. Or the employee can be assigned to a position in which he is not in contact with uh, vulnerable people whenever that's possible. Uh, the employee can be asked to telework. Or, a last recourse, uh, the employee can be suspended without pay for two months. Now, what happens after two months if he's still not vaccinated? This is not addressed in the law. 
so that means that employees will have to rely on the general rules governing termination. Uh, bearing in mind that here we do not have employment that way, far from it, so you always need a just cause to terminate employment. So in this case, I suppose that the employer would rely uh, on uh, could, could terminate an employee if we can if he can show an objective disturbance to the business. That means the employee cannot telework, cannot be assigned to another position. But at this point, we have no case law. It's too it's too early, so it's difficult to foresee how judges uh, would react. Uh, it will be a case analysis. Thank you, Matilda. So it all comes down to the question: whether the course is just? and if reassigning to another position will be possible to determine what consequences could be drawn. How does this work in Ireland, Regan? What could be possible consequences for refusing a vaccination? It's a difficult uh, question to answer, really. Uh, the first thing is, is that our Data Protection Commissioner has said that, except in circumstances where someone is a frontline healthcare or lab laboratory worker, it's probably an excessive collection of personal data to ask somebody whether they've been vaccinated. So um, obviously the problem that flows from that is that, I mean, the vast majority of employers you would think won't know whether somebody has been vaccinated or not, and then there can't be consequences flowing from that. Now, in reality, of course, people are asking their employees regardless of what the Data Protection Commissioner um, has said. It's just that complaints are going to flow from that. Whether employers can take steps against their employees as a result Will probably depend on the circumstances. I would say, in reality, yes, there will. Be, there are times, particularly in healthcare, where people are being reallocated to different departments or to situations where they won't be front-facing um, as a result of their vaccination status. But if the question is whether there will be consequences in terms of disciplinary action or dismissal as a result of vaccination status, I think employers in those circumstances would face a, a very uh, difficult time in the Workplace Relations Commission proving that that's a proportionate response to a situation where somebody is exercising their constitutional entitlement to refuse to, uh, to have a vaccination. Um, because there is a, it, it's very well established in Ireland that there's a right to bodily integrity, which means that you have a right to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not having that. Now, the right of action by an employee against their employer will be you know, limited to the actual law that's in place at the moment. It should be unfair dismissal if somebody has already has a year's service and not everybody's going to have that. But then you get equality situations such as um, the ones that Emma described earlier, where somebody will say that their refusal to get vaccinated was because of their religious belief or because they have an underlying health condition, which makes it impossible for them to, or, or I suppose not necessarily impossible, but certainly not advisable for them to, to have a vaccination. So uh, both of those areas of discrimination, there's been some case law in the past, but largely in the disability side of things. Um, religious belief, not so much, actually, um, but I would I would anticipate that that area of law is going to get expanded in the coming months where people uh, say it's a religious or a philosophical belief um, that is the reason why they, they haven't gotten vaccinated and therefore that their employer taking action against them in some way, shape or form uh, is, is discrimination. Thank you, Regan. So the consequences are also more indirect such as redirection to a different position, as we have also concluded with the obligation to vaccinate itself. Um, thank you for your answers. And it's striking to hear about the consequences under different jurisdictions. To conclude, the main experience at the moment is that all employers are still struggling and figuring out how to deal with these issues. 
Therefore, court rulings are very important as they set a precedent for the interpretation of the law regarding the obligation to vaccinate. Emma and Matilde, you both mentioned that there have not been any court rulings on COVID vaccination in the workplace in your countries yet. In the Netherlands, we did have one court ruling. In that case, the court has ruled that an employer was allowed to terminate an employment contract because an employee refused to get vaccinated. This is only a first ruling, so a lot can still change. But I'm wondering, has the court in any of the other countries already ruled on this topic? Inge, is there an interesting precedent in Belgium? We have no court decisions whatsoever, and we are not aware of any procedure started either. Of course, because in, in Flanders there is also uh, already a very high uh, vaccination percentage, we don't uh, get that many questions on it. Um, but at a certain moment, employers have um, decided uh, to pay a bonus to the employees that, that uh, were vaccinated. But then, as Regan said, you cannot ask them, you cannot not ask employees if they're vaccinated, so that was not a um, solution. And then the question raised was raised if you could oblige as an employer to vaccinate, and what if they would be sued by an employee if um, it was imposed? And then again, we think that we can argue that, as Joy Deep already mentioned, and some of you others, that we can uh, refer to the well being. Um, that you have the obligation as an employer uh, for the well-being of the employees. And if there would be a court procedure, I'm definitely sure that employers would uh, invoke this argument. But at this stage, nothing happens on the court level. Thank you, Inge. Uh, Lea, in Spain, is there anything interesting happening in the court? So, no, Anne-Marie, in Spain we have not had any court um, rulings yet either relating to that uh, obligation to vaccinate. But you have to take in mind that uh, courts in Spain are particularly slow compared to other Western jurisdictions. So we definitely have to expect some cases in the upcoming months or years. Um, in this regard, I anticipate that potential judicial controversies will probably be more related to the right to privacy rather than to health and safety issues. Although, of course, we'll have to stay tuned and see and see how it goes. And, of course, again, as I said before, given the high rates of vaccinated population in Spain, perhaps these court rulings or these controversies might not be such a big issue in comparison with other countries like France, for example. Thank you, Lea. It's very interesting. So I'm really wondering, does anyone else uh, have an interesting court ruling, maybe from Australia, Joydeep? Yes, we've had uh, a very interesting precedent a few uh, a few months ago, which, while it was not arising from a mandatory uh, COVID vaccinations policy, it was a mandatory vaccinations policy in relation to the influenza vaccine. And what happened in this particular case was that an employee who was working for a, an aged care provider uh, refused to comply with the mandatory vaccinations policy in relation to the influenza vaccine, which her employer had introduced consistent with a government health order. 
The only exemption that was provided for in the policy, which was consistent with that government uh, public health order, was that if someone had a medical contraindicator, in other words, if they did not have uh, or if, if they had a medical condition that precluded them from being vaccinated. So that was the only valid exception. This particular employee provided a, a medical certificate from a general practitioner that uh, that very broadly and loosely claimed that there was a medical contraindicator, but did not provide any meaningful or relevant evidence of such a medical condition existing. When the employer challenged it, the employee continued to not provide the relevant information. And so the employer decided that there was no genuineness to that certificate. There was no medical contraindicator and they terminated the employee's employment on that basis. She brought uh, an unfair dismissal claim, which is uh, similar to what exists in other jurisdictions, and she was unsuccessful. So the employer was found to have acted properly in terminating the employee's employment. The policy was found to be reasonable uh, because it was consistent with uh, a government order. And it was also considered that the employee was unable to perform the inherent requirements of the job. And also that it was the reasonable direction uh, by the employer in that particular case. So here in Australia, we, we are expecting that while it is likely that there will be challenges arising from dismissals for people who do not follow a mandatory COVID vaccinations policy, uh, we, we think that that will be dealt with in exactly the same way as that particular case. So a lot of employers here are very comforted by that particular ruling. Yeah, it's quite important uh, about how the rulings about the corona vaccine or the COVID vaccine will play out then. So thank you all so much for contributing to this podcast. A lot of still quite unclear in the different jurisdictions, but court rulings will probably bring some clarity in the near future. Uh, thank you all so much for participating and probably we'll talk soon.